Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is such a joy and pleasure to share the word of God with you. Um, we've been, uh, you know, seeing a crazy series about light. And uh, every time I sit to think about, you know, talking about this thing, I... I see more light into the gospel. And uh, there is so much in every sermon, okay? Uh, you would be missing out of a lot of things on it um, if you're going to think, oh, I just listened to it. Um, oh, I know this, I've heard this thing before. Mm, yeah. We all, you know, at a particular point, Paul writes like this. It is not tedious for me to write the same things that I have already written to you. Yeah. He says, it's not tedious for me to write the same things that I've already written to you. And you need to be reminded of these things again and again. So, it is important that we listen to these things again and again because every time we hear these things repeatedly different areas you know of our brain of our mind we have we uh, it becomes enlightened so to speak so the light enlightens and so much was said last week uh when we were unpacking the text, if we walk in the light as he is in the light. That's a huge thing of uh, how the light of God enlightens us. So I want to go a bit deeper into these things. Even though the, these things have been running in our minds for long as a community, it was Baxter who gave a language to it, um, a framework to it, so I'm going to use most of uh, the stuff from him. The words are not coined by me. The phrases are not coined by me, but you know, I'm going to borrow phrases from him to have a fr framework of these things. Uh, let's begin First John chapter one, verse one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The word with is a word pros in Greek, which means face to face. Okay? In the beginning was the word, and the word was face to face with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made in him was zoe life and that zoe was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it it's amazing uh, how john picks up his gospel he is a good jewish boy uh, who knew his scriptures well who knew the imagery of the scriptures of his time, which is the Old Testament, well. 
um, in the beginning was God. That's how Genesis begins. And he knows in the beginning was God. And he uses the same phrase. And he says, in the beginning. Instead of putting God, he puts the word logos. And he says, in the beginning was the word. So uh, any Jew who is reading this thing is like, ah, John is doing something. Right? It looks like he is playing with words, but he is conveying something much, much deeper. He's saying, God is not one person. God is not solitaire. When he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was face to face with God, and the word was God. In that you know, people usually argue the word Trinity is not in scriptures. Yeah, Trinity is not in scriptures. Uh, scripture is not, uh, what do you say, a theological book like that where you find proof text for everything. You know, uh, for that matter, Jesus did not say, I'm God, worship me in the Gospels directly like this, Right? Verbatim. I'm God, worship me. Jesus never said that. He said, I and my father are one. All those things. Yeah, but he never said, I am God. There is no other God other than me. Worship me. We find that phrase in the Old Testament so many times. There is no other God besides me. There is no other God besides me. But Jesus never stood up and said, there is no other God besides me. Worship me. And people argue, saying, oh, Jesus never claimed himself to be God. Therefore, Jesus is not God. Even Bible acknowledges that Jesus did not claim himself to be God. Because we are trying to use scripture for a different reason than why it, it was given in the first place. So, scripture is not given as a proof text for all your theology where you go verbatim and say, oh, you see, here it is. That's not how it works. Same way, you might not find the word Trinity, but the scripture is full of Trinity, full of images, full of thoughts, right? Uh, an image is more powerful than a word. Uh, always, always image is more powerful than a word. Uh, one image is worth a thousand words, right? That's the, uh, the saying goes like that. One image is worth a thousand words. So right now, even though the word Trinity is not there, we are having a picture. We are having an image which is worth a thousand words. In the beginning was the word. And the word was pros, face to face with the Father. And the word was God. So that word is not in some way lesser than God than God himself. The word was God. So now he is confusing people, right? It's easier to say, oh, in the beginning was God. And then God, out of God proceeds a word. That's how many people try to explain Trinity. In the beginning was God, just one person. Then out of him proceeded the word. Out of him proceeds the spirit. Uh, therefore, God is one. 
expression is three dimensions uh it, therefore it is just one god so they try to explain trinity and solve the logical uh com- complexity that it introduces no 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 in the beginning was the word the word was face to face in relationship with god but the word was still god are you guys getting what i'm saying uh so it and that that face to face thing is through the spirit which you find in other portions of scripture which i don't have time to go right now but i want you to see this thing in the beginning was the word the word was face to face with the father and he was in the beginning with god okay all things were made through him now talking about the word jesus so the word is not introduced at incarnation okay jesus is not introduced at some point in time na 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 yeah he was there in the beginning all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made so jesus is not a being who is made by god jesus is not a created being the word is not a created being the word is the reason for every creation look at the preeminence john is giving to the word so the word is not an afterthought all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made i'm just rushing through these things because that's not my subject but I, i'm just you know putting some stuff heavy duty stuff there which you have lot to chew upon okay all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made that means the word is the reason for all creation and then it goes on to say in him in that person so the word is not a thing in him in him was zoe and that zoe was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it as you can see this picture you know you first you find the trinity right you find the father the son and the holy spirit the word uh the father and the spirit the word is logos and uh ruach ruach is you can it can be interpreted as spirit or wind or breath but a person okay just like how word is a person so is the breath the spirit the wind is a person the father is a person so three person in absolute oneness in self giving other centered love in perichorotic union there is an absolute flow without the lo- without losing distinction okay the father never becomes the son the son never becomes the father the son 
never becomes um, the spirit the spirit never becomes the son the spirit never becomes the father the father never becomes the spirit no 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 it is not uh, what do you say uh, like the water turns into ice and the ice turns into water and the water turns into vapor um so vapor is holy spirit and water is the father and ice is jesus a crystal physical manifestation of water is jesus and a vaporized form of god is now these are the funny examples that we have used to explain trinity causing more damage than help uh it is not an alteration of form of a singular entity it's three persons without losing their distinction but living in an absolute union in other centered self giving love perichoretic union so the distinction of personhood is absolutely necessary for love the distinction of personhood is absolutely necessary for love this is what i said as uh, last week also when when god says i love you you has to exist as an entity with distinction from him some of the eastern religions believe in a union where we lose distinction we lose personhood then finally universe is what exists and universe is god you don't exist as a person in that framework in that philosophy in that world view therefore there is no meaning for love because for love to be meaningful there has to be distinction of pers- personhood again i'm saying so much it's not my subject matter uh but these are important things for you to understand what i'm going to say so the distinction of personhood of the father son and holy spirit and they are sharing love and that perichoretic union is the being of god so god as a being is three distinct person living in absolute unity not uniformity unity for unity to exist there has to be dis- distinction there has to be uh what do you say sameness and otherness if it is just sameness then there is no relational move movement and if it is absolute otherness and there is no commonality again there is no possibility of relationship so father is father jesus is jesus there is an a sameness in the sense jesus says if you have seen me you have seen the father so that explains that they both have the same nature same heart same kind of outlook you know you would experience me whatever you experience me that's the same thing that you're going to experience with the father so that r- reveals the sameness but still jesus is not the father where he says i'm not here to do my own will but i'm here to do the will of my father so jesus has his pers- distinct free will and through his free will you know he has um uh, entwined himself with the father and they exist in such absolute perfect union and the being we call as god so god at its core at uh, the core of god the the being of god is relationship and that is what we call 
life. When we say Zoe, we are talking about that. God kind of life. Absolute vulnerability. Flowing. It's free flowing, right? It, I call it the jiggy jiggy bam bam, right? It's free flowing and uh, uh, there is there is this river that's flowing through them and they are the river, right? They are not participating in the river. They are the river. That relationship, that absolute openness and vulnerability and God decided to create, right? We read, God decided to create out of this sheer fullness and overflowing joy and love and laughter and celebration, God decides to create a person who is in their image and male and female, he creates them, my goodness, with distinct personhood. Distinct personhood. This is crazy. This is, this I don't need any more proof that God loves me other than the fact that he had created me as a person. I can be this. In some framework, there is no difference between me and this. Because, oh, it is also matter. I'm also matter. You know, we are just vibrating at the same frequency. That's why we are both physical. Ah, that's in that framework I don't find any hope I don't find any purpose of existence what the Bible says no other worldview says that God who is distinct in personhood who is relationship himself decides to create a person with personhood as a distinct person other than him but still connected with him. And he creates us and puts us, bam, right in the middle of this triune dance. And when we participate in this dance, the personhood, which is the heart of our being, is in ablaze. It's, it's, our heart is ablaze with fire of his love. That's what uh, you see in this you know, next picture where you see the heart, just imagine that's the, your heart, that's my heart, that's the heart of Adam, that's the heart that God wants, God dreamt of humanity, ablaze because that heart is created to participate in what is happening in this dance. Can you imagine you being absolutely convinced, you being absolutely convinced by the Trinity that you're loved, how would your day look like when your heart is fully convinced without any lie that you're absolutely loved, you're absolutely celebrated, you're absolutely worth it. How would your life look like? How would your relationships look like? How would you get up from the bed? How would you parent? How would you Treat your wife, treat your husband. How would you treat your job? How would you do things that you have been doing all these years if your heart is ablaze on f fiery love and there is no darkness 
and there is no shadow there is no doubt whether god loves you or not there is no darkness in your heart are you guys hearing what i'm saying it's not something that you make up you're participating we are not designed to be perfect or good on our own we are designed to participate in the perfection and goodness of the father son and the holy spirit we are never designed to be existing even though we have distinct personhood we are not designed to be self made person where we have our own righteousness where we have our own perfection where we have our own joy we are designed to participate with the person who this is gospel nobody no man in this world can come up with this thing as a theory no religion can come up with such an idea only the gospel provides us with this great news that there is a circle and we are already included and because we are included and because we are participating of something that is perfect and which is not broken our hearts are set ablaze on fire and uh, and out of that fiery love flows a river it's the river of life right that's what you see in the next picture there is a river that's flowing you see wow that river is nothing but the same thing that's going within the father son and holy spirit it's the zoe life it's the life giving life it is the river of life that ezekiel talks about which john picks up in 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 even in his gospel uh where jesus says come to me and out of your belly shall flow rivers of life and then he takes the imagery uh which he picks up from genesis and says oh i'm seeing a city i'm seeing a throne and i'm seeing a river flowing out of it there was the garden in the beginning and there was river flowing out of the garden same imagery this is original design this is authentic design this is god's dream for mankind this is why he created this is what he had in mind this is what he still has in mind this is what he still has in mind if this is possible even if it is going to take a million years if i am god i would still go ahead and create are you are you hearing what i'm saying i mean uh i know before even having kids that my kids might disobey me in one thing or the two and cause pain i was not so dumb and foolish thinking that my kids won't make any mistakes no i knew that kids might make mistakes or will make mistakes and they might hurt no they will hurt themselves and then they will hurt others but that did not stop me from thinking i don't want to have kids yes couple of days are difficult they cry and i cry because of the pain that things happen but i would be a foolish dad to think oh i shouldn't have had kids i would be a such a selfish guy to think like that any man 
with a normal working sense would say ah yes it's absolutely worth it to have kids even though midst of the pain and all the disappointments and this and that push and pull we have glorious moments enjoying each other laughter you know hugs and kisses and doing activity together and building things together and going to places together experiencing things together my goodness i would not trade any of those things with anything even as small as a baby that you know ken is having right now all he's doing is right now looks like he's changing diapers but if you're going to ask him do you want to trade something else with this thing he would say no i'm happy changing diapers i'm happy losing my sleep and making putting her to sleep holding in my arms i'm asking did ken take a good dad pill one day all of a sudden and he's thinking oh i'm going to be the best dad from today because i took this pill what makes him stay up in the night and put his baby to sleep because he is participating of something that is beyond him and when he participates in that he feels his heart warm when you love your wife unconditionally you know that it's not you you don't have it in you to love your wife unconditionally but when you do love you know that something else is happening within you that you are participating of something much bigger and greater that is humanly possible laughter think about laughter when you're having a hearty laugh from where did we get this laughter from from where did we get this laughter from we cannot generate laughter do you know that you cannot generate laughter try you cannot generate it it is a flow it's a participation it is a response to beauty and joy so all these things joy laughter love giving receiving all these things is possible because we are distinct with a personhood with a free will because we are able to choose but the very same choice the very same fact that we have a choice to participate opens the door for the possibility of we choosing not to participate that very same choice which opens our heart to experience love joy and laughter is the reason why we get to experience pain and disappointment and hurt we cannot switch off just negative emotions we cannot just you know switch off okay i will never feel pain i will never feel disappointment i will never feel hurt i will never feel offense i will never feel grief oh i have switched off all these switches but i'll just keep joy pleasure you know gratitude these switches on you can never do that 
it is like one main switch you switch that thing off you live in darkness you don't get to experience pain but you don't get to experience joy you become an object you just exist you don't live you don't have life yes you don't have life but what god never wanted you to be an object you know god wanted you to have life and uh life requires choice and choice creates the room for evil to exist god not, there is nothing bad about this thing there is nothing evil about this thing god did not create evil but when the heart chooses not to participate when the heart chooses to believe something else other than what the trinity is believing about us then that very capacity to say no to what the trinity is thinking of us results in something else that results in a woundedness so the heart instead of flowing out with this thing now it is broken it is sick you know it's dark so you see the heart dark and wounded and you see thorns around it and twisted and uh, uh out of it starts flowing a toxic river so the river of life which is supposed to be flowing out from your heart right now a dark toxic river starts flowing it's it starts flowing to everything around you see when the when the when 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 the soul is not baptized in the unearthly assurance of the father son and holy spirit the soul is baptized with fear anxiety shame guilt loss right <laughs> that's adam and eve not participating in the dance what do you see there their being is being charged the entire being is charged with shame and anxiety and fear right guilt and all these things would make you self-centered self-protecting critical pointing fingers at others right unaccepting depressed hypersensitive moody this is what happens because we are designed for other centered so instead of being other centered right now we become self centered we will be other protective that is our original design then we become self protective we'll 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 anything and everything somebody says we would be like this our guards will be up our shields will be up 
your wife says something you feel like she's attacking you then you're like okay either you go out all out on attack on her you criticize her you blame her you shame her or you just pull yourself into a rock and not feel anything sit like a rock are you seeing how the dance is twisted are you see how the river of life is not we're is that's not flowing but a but a toxic river is flowing out of us to what all it, it flows into my goodness basically what kind of river flows out of you can be seen through words and actions and it goes into your words and actions and emotions that is flowing out of you obviously affects your body that's why medical science says 95% of our diseases are psychosomatic in nature meaning it's because of our emotional state the toxic emotions that we have get settled in our body memory and they begin to malfunction so it affects our body it affects our personality it affects our gifts yeah just imagine you have you're really good at doing something you're gifted to do something into the river of life when the toxic river goes do you know that affects your gifting it affects how you carry yourself it affects your perspectives it affects your relationships your marriage your children your parents your friends all kind of relationships around you all those things are supposed to be basking in the river of life that is flowing out of you the light of life is flowing out of you but right now it's not light of life it is darkness it is not light of life it is darkness of death twistedness that is flowing and all these things your work your recreation your play your music yeah that's why you know some of the music are really dark and we call it bad music no music is not bad music is just music money is just money but when it flows from a different source so what is the source of this the source of this is deep darkness what is that what is that darkness all about that darkness is the lie that we believe at the depths of our being the i am not that we believe the i am not that we believe is the breeding ground of devil's lies that's the black hole of our pain in universe scientists say that there is something called black hole so black hole is that part of the universe which which sucks everything it is so dark whatever goes it by its side it sucks and it sucks no matter what it sucks it's still dark even it sucks light and it's still dark that's called black hole and at the bottom of her soul is this 
black hole of pain, of rejection. We don't know who we are because, you know, we have been transferred so many things generationally. These things, the I am not, there are so many I am nots, right? I am not good enough, I am not valuable, I am not precious, I am not important, I am not lovable, I am not beautiful. All these I am nots, right? I am not worthy, I am not special, I am not included. All of these I am nots. And it's multiple combinations of these things. From where did we get these things? From where do we receive these darkness? So these are the, so you, you know, these, these belief systems is darkness, right? This is a breeding ground where demons disciple you. <laughs> yeah. And how are these things getting into us? From which book did we read? No, 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 no. We don't read these things from a book. We osmotically receive these things from the culture in which we live. So what are the sources of these things? You know, parents, culture, wounds, traumas. So the whisper of evil, which is the I am not, the, just imagine like this. Evil one is the devil. And he has a bow and an arrow, right? Which is an I am not statement. He keeps pointing, he keeps waiting. And, and growing up, something bad happened to you. Something that shouldn't have happened to you happens. He waits for that moment and, and he launches that lie and that goes straight. When you're wounded, when you're emotionally vulnerable, it goes inside you. And you pick that up and you believe it. Yeah, I'm not important. I'm not valuable. I'm not beautiful. And these comes when it comes from close quarters, right? Trusting, trusted relationships. Like your parents, like your brother, like your sister, like people whom you look up to, pastor. That's why wretched theology is one of the, you know, main breeding ground of these I am nots. When you have a wrong view of God and when you're cultured in such a theology that God is two-faced, he is love, but... So when you believe a God like that, instead of this triune God, you believe an angry God, a judge God. And this side of his face is really loving. But when you do something wrong, the face changes and he's like, man, I'm going to eat you. So when your God is two-faced, what happens is you are split into two. So you have the, the right you and the wrong you, the good you and the bad you. And the bad you, you think God cannot stand. And that's where your secrets are. That's where your addictions are. That's where your darkness is. And you want to keep that. It's like an overflowing dustbin, but you want to keep the lid on and just sit on top of it so that it doesn't show up. The pain from the bottom of the soul is like 
smoke coming from a garbage dump. The fire never goes off there. The smoke never dies. It keeps coming up. So you try to manage the pain. You try to manage this darkness. You try trying to manage this smoke from this black hole by doing so many things. And some of the common ways that we use to manage pain the pain of i am not is you say i'm not but i can be if i have this if i do this i am not important okay you grew up believing i am not important but you start thinking but i can prove to the world that i am important if i have a degree if i have a phd or if i have this house or if i if i have this much money in my bank account it can be anything if i build this big a ministry then people will acknowledge me especially right when you are being taunted and uh, you know chased down by every pastor in the city it's very easy for you to get into this thing man i will prove to you guys and when and it's very easy that's what devil needs to do oh okay try try running on the treadmill of you believe you are not so you want to run and you want to become something this is where it all started god made man in his own image but adam believed the lie that he is not like god and devil told him if you want to become like god then you do this thing so even now he, devil is constantly telling us oh you're not important but if you do this thing you'll become important you're not beautiful but if you do this thing you'll become beautiful why you're not beautiful because you are dark or you're fat you're this but if you can do lose this much weight if you if you can apply this cream and that cream and become a bit more fair then you will become acceptable then you start running you start running trying to do this thing start running away from you but you keep following but on the outside you keep saying no one day or the other one day or the other and 10 years 20 years 30 years 40 years 50 years and then you're tired you want to give up <sighs> and people kill themselves when they go to the end of this frustration and devil is happy oh one more guy that's one way of managing pain self salvation right i'm not but i can be now oh, so many pastors are into that we are running ministries this is a driver for ministry this is a driver for performance this is a driver for many things we do in life because we want to prove that we got it probably we grew up without appreciation we grew up without acknowledgement then we set out saying man i'm going to perform so hard where everybody will appreciate wherever i go such kind of performance even though you achieve it even though you receive appreciation do you know it will be a black hole sucking all those appreciation and you would never feel appreciated still then the other way of managing this pain this darkness is 
I am not. And I am not able to bear it. I am not important, but I am not able to bear this pain. So I need to medicate this pain by doing some nonsense. Either I drink or smoke, I watch porn or this and that. I shop. Or I preach. I have to do something to medicate me, which makes me feel good for a momentary time. As fleeting as it is, as temporary as it is, as, you know, illusion-based as it is, like a mirage, I don't care. But I want to do that thing. I want to do that thing at least for the minute, microseconds. I escape from feeling this uncomfortable pain that is brewing up from the darkness of my soul. That's, that's the breeding ground of all kinds of addictions. That's the breeding ground for all kinds of addictions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, the other way of dealing with these things is denial. Denial is a crazy thing. You don't even accept that you are having an I am not within you, screaming at you. You're like, huh, I am important. I am somebody. That's a bigger darkness. That's living in deception. Even the other two gangs acknowledges the pain. But this person is so full of pain, wants to walk in denial. Wants to be in a place where the person doesn't accept what's going on. The other way of doing this thing is the fix me thing where you say, I am not and it's your fault. I am not important because you are making me feel not important. I am not valuable because you are making me feel like that and you are responsible to make me feel and since you are responsible to make me feel like this, now you are responsible to make me feel happy. And initially, the other person thinks, oh, that person loves me so much and I am responsible for that person. I can make that person happy. And since that person is making the other person happy, they get married. <laughs> then what happens? Oh, the whisper of evil laughs behind when they get married like, oh, I got you. So now the same husband who made the wife happy by doing some good stuff, buying her a rose or taking her out and doing these things. Oh, she was like, oh, I feel so good. How do you make me feel? Now, he can easily flip and make her feel like a doormat because of the things that he is doing to her now. So now, she is in a trap. So these are all different ways. And one more way is just surrounding yourself with people who are going through the same stuff and who are justifying that lifestyle. I am not, but all of you guys tell me I'm okay to be this way. That's the club bar mindset where you sit and drink and everybody's like, yeah, hey, I'm also in the same shit. You know, nothing to worry. This is how life is. Your I am not is validated by everybody else and you all accept it as, as if that's the truth and reality.
No, these are these 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 are the wicked schemes of the enemy that we sign up for to damage ourselves. Then it, you know, it it it. When we ah, we use everything, you know what we are using? This we are using this more than anything else. We are using this to keep ourselves busy. In all these schemes, we use this. We use drugs. We use uh, sex. We use, you know, so many things. We use money, business, being busy, work. All the things which are supposed to be good, right? We use those things. Entertainment, TV. Is TV good? Is entertainment good? Is movie good? Yes, but is social media good? Yes, is Instagram good? Is Facebook good? Yes, all these things are they're neither good nor bad in and of itself. They're mostly good, right? But when these things are used to manage pain then they become the tools of the enemy to stop us from dropping deep. Now, I want you to come to the verse. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Then verse 7, This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Verse 9 is what I want you to listen to. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Read that verse out loud. Jesus was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Jesus is the true light that enlightens every man that comes into the world. So what did the Trinity do when the heart which is supposed to be on fire, but it is broken, when the heart is supposed to be overflowing with river of life, but it is dark and overflowing with toxic waste right now. So what did Trinity do? One thing I want you to notice is the fact that it is still within Trinity. Yes, we have believed a lie. Yes, we are hurting ourselves. Yes, we are hurting others. Yes, the river of life is no longer a river of life, but a river of death and twisted and dark and overflowing toxic waste into everything that we do and say and be. But we don't have the capacity to pull ourselves out of Trinity. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. Gospel is that we are already included and we did not make any choice about our inclusion. We already belong and we did not make our, any choice about belonging. Our choice matters in participation, participating of that inclusion and belonging. Our participation is real our personhood is still intact, but our inclusion and our belonging, the fact, the reality of our inclusion is not our choice. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. As broken as you are, as hopeless you are, as painful as it is your life is, you are not 
separated from God. So what did this good God with such a dream of God, you know, with such a dream for, you know, uh, Trinity, uh, ended up as this. This is the dream and this is what is happening right now. So this is the dream, but this is what is happening. What did the good God do? What did the loving Father, Son and Holy Spirit do? Do you know, <laughs> Trinity did the unthinkable. The Trinity did the unthinkable. My goodness. The word, that's what John is telling. The word that was with the Father, face to face with the Father, stepped into our darkness. He was still face to face with the Father, but stepped into our black hole stepped into our abyss of God-forsaken feeling, stepped into our bottom, you know, part of this bottomless pit of pain that we are experiencing. He stepped right smack into the mess as the light of the world. So when Jesus says, I'm the light of the world, he's not talking about somebody standing outside of the brokenness and saying, I'm the light of the world, I'm going to shine light on you. No, 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 no. He has stepped in. He has become flesh. The word that was face to face with the Father has become flesh, has become sarks. Flesh is the problem. Flesh is the place. Their flesh is not just talking about body. It's not just talking about God becoming man. If that is the case, the word would have been anthropos. The word became anthropos. Logos became anthropos. No, no, no. Logos became sarks. Sarks is enmity against God. So that part of your being, that broken part, that black hole part, which doesn't believe that God is good. So when, when the heart is twisted, you know, the Trinity is still there, but the heart will be seeing that angry God instead of seeing Trinity. Right? We are included, but when we open and look at God, we don't see the Trinity. We see the angry God of our imagination. The two-faced God, which is confirming. So your life gives the proof that God is like that. Your finances give proof that God hates you. Your health is giving proof that God hates you. Your marriage is giving proof that your God hates you. Oh yeah, that God is angry. Yeah, he doesn't like me. So your twistedness has twisted your view and generated a God of your imagination and that God is so real. So what did God do? That part of you which doesn't believe that there is a Father, Son and Holy Spirit who loves you like crazy. That part of you that doesn't believe is flesh. Jesus stepped into the flesh. He becomes that part of your being that doesn't believe that the Father loves. And from that place, he experiences our brokenness and he sees what we see. That's what the cross is all about. 
That's what the cross is all about. When he cried out, my God, my God, why did you forsake me? It was not because the father forsook him. He was seeing our God of our imagination. He stepped into our darkness, the belly of our darkness. Do you know no abuse that you have gone through in life, no darkness that you have gone through in life, that Jesus has not already stepped in and experienced it himself. Yes, there is no part of your brokenness that Jesus has not already experienced. Right now the whisper of evil will shout loud in your ears saying that's not possible. That's not possible. I don't think Jesus went through what I've gone through. No, 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 no. Because if you believe that lie, then it will keep you away from the healing. But the light of life stepped into our darkness, experienced our trauma, experienced our God-forsakenness, cried out like how we cry out, my God, my God, why did he forsake? But he did not die saying that. He found the Father from that bottom pit of darkness. He said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. That means from my God, my God, why did you forsake me? From that place, he found the Father. So he stepped into our abyss. He stepped into our black hole. And from there, he is the light that shines every man. He is the light that shines every part of your being. So now, in that broken heart is the Christological light shining through. Jesus, who is the light of the world, has stepped into your darkness, into your death, into your brokenness, into your mess, into your crap, into your scubla, which is the Greek word for shit, which is what Paul uses in Philippians. He steps into the mess that we have made and he shines. As he shines, right? Whatever I said yesterday, first pain surfaces. Exposure happens. Brokenness is revealed. But the healing begins. And the healing begins. Hope blossoms. Transformation happens. And as we, as we, Repent as we keep saying, Jesus, we don't know the Father, but you know the Father. Jesus, we don't know the Father, but you know the Father. One of the beautiful words is found in John chapter 14, verse 23. It says, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Jesus is never alone. If Jesus stepped into your darkness, if Jesus stepped into the bottom of your pit, he is never alone. He always comes with the Father and the Spirit. And now the Trinity is not just outside. Through Christ, he has entered into a darkness. Now the triune dance is inside of us, making way out. 
and our hearts will be healed our hearts will believe even if it takes a million years we will believe what the trinity believes about us we will believe of each other what the father son and holy spirit is believing of each other as difficult as it is as far stretched as it may seem right now for you to believe what the trinity might believe about someone who is causing you pain i'm telling you the trinity will find their way both in your darkness and in that person's darkness who is causing pain both the heart would be convinced at some point and guess what this heart slowly begins to transform 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 and guess what happens this heart becomes the heart of the fiery love bringing out the light of life right overflowing life and jesus said i am the light of life and the light of the world he who follows me shall not walk in darkness but will have the light of life in him was zoe that zoe was light unto men and darkness cannot comprehend it i want you to say that with me darkness cannot comprehend the light of zoe it could not comprehend on the cross jesus stepped into the darkness but the darkness did not the black hole did not swallow up light there it had to submit itself to the light of life yes darkness cannot comprehend this light of life the light of zoe shall break through and when the river of life starts flowing my goodness into your business into your relationships into your creativity into your art into every day every little thing when the river of life starts flowing what do you say about that day what do you say about a community that lives in that river you would say heaven on earth and that's exactly what god's dream is about and that's exactly what his son paid for on the cross and that's exactly is the gospel and that is not a false hope that we have that hope has been solidified by the fact that word became flesh and we did to jesus what we wanted to do to that god we hate that god we are angry with god because we are ultimately angry with god yes we are angry with our spouse with the government with our job with our boss and everything but ultimately we are all angry with god and we showed our anger that's what the cross is all about when we showed our anger he showed his love and he said my light is always greater than your darkness and he and we did to his flesh his to his body what we could do what evil could do we we split it apart and and he glorified that flesh as broken as marred as formless as it was when it was laid in to the tomb was gloriously transformed by the holy spirit and the father telling the world that i don't throw away broken things but i get inside of it and i transform it that's the hope that we have the resurrection of jesus is the hope of our gospel that all these brokenness would one day be swallowed up by life yes that's what we believe 
That's what we preach. Let's all take part together. Father, I pray for everyone who is taking part in hope of the gospel. You are the light. You are the true light that enlightens every man. You are at the bottom of our soul, enlightening us and transforming us so that the river of life will flow wherever we go. I thank you. I pray for everyone who is generously giving week after week. Let them know that they are participating of your generosity. That we don't have generosity in our DNA of our own, but we get to participate of your generosity. You have freely shared all things with us. And we get to participate and become the extended arms of you in reaching out and helping people and wiping their tears. We thank you for the glorious privilege of taking part in your generosity through this act of giving. I bless everyone. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen.